Hi, welcome to season four of the Aced It podcast, where we translate science into sense. So you can learn about research in the justice and health fields without having to access or read a lengthy journal article or report. I'm Danielle Rudes, your host, coming to you from Sam Houston State University in Texas, and I'll do most of the work for you. All you have to do is listen. Aced It is a cool and super helpful product brought to you by the Center for Advancing Correctional Excellence, ACE, at George Mason University in Virginia. For more information, check out our website, jcoinctc.org. Now, let's get started. The largest jail in the United States, Los Angeles County Jail, held on average over 14,000 people inside its seven buildings each day in 2021. It processed about 150 to 200 new detainees every day. While L.A. County is the largest jail, they are by no means an outlier when it comes to processing many individuals each day into jail. This burden is shared even with small jails, whose staffing constraints can hinder processing even smaller numbers and make it challenging. While it's hard to estimate the prevalence of substance use disorder in a population as fragmented and transient as the U.S. jail population, the Bureau of Justice Statistics estimates that 63% of people sentenced to jail and 58% sentenced to state prison have a substance use disorder. And one thing is clear. The need for substance use treatment is growing and becoming more urgent. We see this in the record number of opioid deaths experienced in this country in the past year and in the growing number of drug overdoses happening within our prisons and jails. The rise in overdose deaths and increased prevalence of substance use disorder is coinciding with a workforce shortage across behavioral health. Screening someone for substance use disorder is the first step to getting them effective treatment. This is followed by a lengthier process of diagnosing them with a substance use disorder and making clinical recommendations about treatment. So, the question becomes, how can we address this confluence of contravening factors, greater need for treatment, and less treatment staff? We make the screening and assessment process as quick and efficient as possible. In 2020, Dr. Robert Gibbons and a team of colleagues set out to develop an instrument that could replace a traditional structured clinical interview without losing any quality in the diagnosis. They did this by relying on a revolutionary new way to think about measurement in mental health called multidimensional item response theory. Using this theory, they developed a computerized adaptive substance use disorder scale for screening and assessment. They sought to create an instrument that could maintain precision of diagnoses, minimize patient burden, and eliminate clinical burden. Treating a substance use disorder is not as easy as identifying whether or not a person has a disorder. There are many dynamic issues that impact the severity of a disorder as well as treatment recommendations. And treatment providers need to be able to measure changes in risk and severity over time. Typically, The way the severity of a substance use disorder is measured is that the assessor has a list of symptoms from the DSM and they count the number of symptoms a person presents with. This number of symptoms determines the severity of a person's disorder. In this approach, all symptoms or behaviors are treated equally severe. For example, the symptom of wanting to cut back and not doing so is treated as equally severe as experiencing withdrawal symptoms. Dr. Gibbons and team developed their instrument using an alternative philosophy. 
They arrange symptoms and behaviors on a continuum with certain fixed points of increasing severity. They used a statistical model to understand how well each symptom discriminated between low and high levels of the underlying substance use disorder and how severely impaired the person must be to endorse the symptom item. The computerized adaptive testing assessment basically pulls from a large bank of questions, but the computer determines which questions a person gets based on their answer to the previous question. This large bank of questions, 252 items to be exact, were related to substance abuse, depression, anxiety, PTSD, severe mental illness, risky sexual behaviors and HIV, functional impairment, and social support. All domains that are related to substance use disorder assessment and treatment planning. Then, they tested to see how well the computerized adaptive system worked at diagnosing individuals as compared to classic structured clinical interviews. They validated the assessment on 297 individuals who took both the computerized assessment and participated in a structured clinical interview. And the computerized system worked really well. People got on average 11 questions and it took about two minutes to complete. And the results closely matched those from a traditional structured clinical interview, which took one hour to complete. And the system could diagnose a substance use disorder without the person having to disclose that they currently use any substances. A big hurdle for many correctional institutions where individuals may be even less likely to disclose use. A research team led by Dr. Leslie Holvershorn sought to improve upon this computerized adaptive substance use disorder scale by adding substance-specific diagnosis. They kept the same database of questions used in the original study and added some branching questions to the questionnaire that asked about seven substance use disorders presented in the DSM-5, alcohol, cannabis, opioids, stimulants, sedatives, hallucinogens, and nicotine. Participants were asked if they had ever used any of the following during the past 30 days, and they were asked separately about lifetime use. Each time they said yes, they were asked a series of five yes or no questions. These five yes or no questions are a subset of the DSM-5 symptoms picked based on their saliency in both epidemiological studies and in the author's clinical experience. Saying yes to two or more of these symptoms was enough to classify a person as having that type of substance use disorder. Like the initial study, the researchers compared the diagnostic accuracy of the expanded computer adaptive test to that of a clinical or clinician-administered quote-unquote gold standard diagnosed interview with 275 adults. They found that on average, the computer adaptive test accurately predicted substance use disorder results in less than four minutes compared to clinical interviews, which average an hour in length. Concluding that the computer adaptive test is not only brief, but has the best psychometric properties of any substance use disorder assessment available today. While the state of substance use treatment can at times seem dire, and it's easy to be overcome by a seemingly never-ending barrage of bad news, the work done by Dr. Gibbons, Holversorn, and their research teams is a reminder that despite all the challenges, there are people out there doing great work. Whether or not they are applying a brand new approach to understanding the very nature of measurement or showing up to work each day ready to perform more structured interviews, there are people out there doing work. 
And that, at least, gives me, and I hope you, hope. That wraps another episode of the Aced It podcast. We thank you for listening to Aced It, where we translate science into sense. Also, remember you can find one-page summary overviews written in plain language and short knowledge bursts, which are 30-second overviews for all the research we cover on this podcast on our website, www.gmuace.org. Our conveniently packaged research summaries may help you remember what you heard here, and they will help you translate this research to your staff, friends, students, or colleagues. ACED is part of the NIDA-funded Justice Community Opioid Innovation Network, or JCOIN, through the Coordination and Translation Center, CTC, housed at the Center for Advancing Correctional Excellence, ACE, at George Mason University. Tune in again for more science and more sense with ACED.